0: Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Monday, the 29th of June. The purpose of the bulletin is I'm trying to keep you abreast of what's happening in unexpectedly positive or negative ways in the data from the world's major economies. I'm doing it because I can't see that anyone else is and strongly believe that in economics, as indeed in much else, being abreast of, what's, of the facts actually matters. Today was the first breeze of the data storm that's breaking this week, with four surprises and eight shocks. Now, I had expected to be talking about the Eurozone's monthly massive economic sentiment index, which represents a fairly epic attempt to corral industrial services, retail, employment and consumer comfort indicators from all around the Eurozone to generate a single index which proxies economic growth. And I have to say, in the past, it's been quite successful at that. In fact, that index, the economic sentiment index picked up 8.2 points to 75.7. But this was still weaker than expected, mainly owing to a similarly disappointing eight point rise in services confidence to minus 35.6. This echoes other data we saw last week in which. Whilst there was some improvement in Europe in June, the economy certainly isn't leaping out of the stocks. The one real surprise was the 12.7 gain in the Employment Environment Index, but when you look at that it featured a rise of 21.2 points in France's index, which was, shall we say, anomalous. Rather, I want to talk today about developments in Japan and the UK, both of them possibly significant. In Japan, we got data about retail and wholesale sales in May. They showed retail sales down 7.7%, but up half a standard deviation on a month-on-month basis and therefore a surprise, whilst wholesale sales rose 1.6%, but disappointed because they were one8 standard deviations below trend. I know that a negative year on year result being surprisingly strong, whilst a positive result is shockingly weak, sounds counterintuitive, but bear with me. In fact, what these results suggest is that Japan's domestic supply chains are beginning to return to something like normal after the initial shock of coronavirus. Japan's wholesale system is notoriously elaborated and complex. Now there's a reason why even tiny biscuits come exquisitely wrapped and those reasons are historically interesting but I'm not going to go into them now. In fact so extended is Japan's wholesale system, the wholesale sales are typically slightly more than double retail sales, i.e. approximately 200% of retail sales. Now that contrasts where from in the US for example where wholesale sales and retail sales are about equal. Now, When the virus initially struck in Japan, the initial response was to stuff unsold product back into wholesale markets. And wholesale sales relative to retail sales rose to a record 2.8 times in March and kept at it at 2.7 times in April. However, May's number shows that that ratio is falling back to 2.3 times in May. And that's about the long term average. The disconnect between wholesale and retail sales in Japan represented one of the many short-term disequilibriums between immediate supply and immediate demand in the face of the coronavirus. And it it is obvious that this is closely related to the spike in inventory shipment ratios that we've seen there. So that it has come back down to near normal levels in May is genuinely encouraging. Turning now to the UK... Today's Bank of England account of financial movements during May's lockdown shed an interesting light on the sort of economic restructuring being wrought almost automatically by the lockdown. At the broadest level, money M4 rose £52.6 billion. That's up 2.2% month-on-month, 11.3% year-on-year. Within that rise, household holdings of money M4 that's cash, deposits, bonds, other financial instruments, rose £25.6 billion pounds on the month. So that's half of the money growth in May went straight to household accounts. Meanwhile, consumer credit fell £4.6 billion, and the total amount of all lending secured on dwellings in the UK rose by only £1 billion. Uh, and as new mortgage approvals crashed 85.9% year on year, and the amount lent fell 85.3% to just 1.88 billion. In other words, during May, the household sector not only raised its holdings of financial assets, but it paid off credit card debt too and took on almost no new mortgage debt. Now, that's very good news for household balance sheets, even if it's bad news for corporate profits. And unless it's reversed in coming months, will mandate, will force a real change in the U.S. growth model. Why? Well, there's clearly a very sharp fall in household sector dis-saving going on. And that's going to be material for overall U.K. profits. When we do the Kalecki profits numbers for the U.K., we find that in 2019, household sector dis-savings were accountable for 59% of total profits compared with, for example, 39% for net investment spending. In the first quarter, those household sector dis-savings fell 17.2% year-on-year, with the result that for the 12 months to March, they accounted for only 55.4% of profits. Clearly, the combination of sharply falling consumer credit and negligible mortgage lending tells us that the household sector in May's lockdown was probably cash flow positive, spending less than they had coming into their accounts. This is a massive reverse and it's clearly going to push down profits dependency on debt finance household consumption further. Now, this is not good news for second quarter Kalecki profits, but from a structural economic point of view I think this is a welcome correction. Well that's it for today. Tomorrow being the first of the month is going to be very busy, particularly in Asia, and there's a fair chance there'll be enough surprises and shocks to let us advance the overall global economic story further. Thank you for listening, and if you got something out of it, if you learned something that you found interesting, please help spread the word about the bulletin in any way you feel like. And if you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor. On MJT Coldwater at fastmail